I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. From the home of time. It is now quite a day for local sport from your local team. This is Charlton Live. running out but sadly the ideas run out a long time ago they're just lumping it forward now towards McGuinness and it's suiting Taylor and Tafazoli because they're taller than McGuinness and they're expected to win those headers back inside on his right foot oh. cross field too deep again but uh, can Aribo make something of this it'll drop to Foster Kasky in the box that's a penalty down it's a penalty oh China for lifeline thought the ball right. in from Ricky Ozer's was too much on it Fell to Rebo, just sort of chested Edward it down. Edwards the jackal, and he didn't it's need to make it. It's a terrible challenge, and Force Kasky the got there side. first, and John have a lifeline here out of nothing. You might remember yesterday, if, if you saw QPR managed to come from 2-0 down to draw with Brentford in the last couple of minutes, and... Surely not, though. Ricky Holmes. In front of the cover, then. Steps towards it. Takes a strike into the top corner. Good penalty. Thunderous penalty, and Charlton are back in this. 2-1 with four minutes. Left to play. Takes one cross. Run into uh, Forster Kasky. Forster Kasky looking for support to his uh, overlap is De Silva. Inside it goes to Ricky Holmes. Ricky Holmes, can he uh, find a delivery on oh, this occasion? Get in the box, uh, Ricky. Wants it on his left. Now chips it in towards Nabi Sar. Gets his head down. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Colin a home run. He's gone so long without a goal, Colin. And he's now popped up in a six-yard box to bring Charlton level. The one delivery from Ricky Holmes that found its mark. Nabi Saw with a header. And Carl Hergron to finish it for Charlton. Oh, don't believe it, Terry Smith. I do not believe it. Out of nothing. Literally nothing. Charlton have managed to scramble an equaliser. Great ball in from Holmes. It's touched down by Saar. And Hergron's there to tap home. It. Well, <laughs> quite how we describe what's happened here, I'm not entirely sure. Believe it! Believe it! <laughs> Good evening <laughs> welcome to Charlton Live. This is the big match preview here on Maritime Radio. My name is uh, Louis Mendes and joining me in the studio as we look back at a quite remarkable injury time comeback against Peterborough United on Tuesday and of course ahead to this Sunday's FA Cup second round clash with AFC Wimbledon Ah, oh, Mr. Uh, Mustachioed Tom Wallin, how you doing, Tom? Bonjour. Bonjour, no. <laughs> Bonjour to you. Get my best French out. Yeah, we're gonna. I'm definitely gonna upload a photo of that monstrosity that is your upper lip. It's uh, terrible, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, at the moment uh, doing a bit of Movember there. Uh, more about that charity later on in the show, actually. And there you uh, go, see, yeah, all jo- for a good cause. Yeah, joining the pair of us uh, here at the Valley is uh, Mr. Nathan Miller. Doing Nath? Not bad. Living, uh, loving the dream. Loving the dream. dream. <laughs> we don't even know you're in line. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Stubbers loves a game against Peterborough, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. Yes, when, when he's at his most squealy, <laughs> isn't he? That, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, he previously squealed against uh, Peterborough when Ahmed Kashi scored from 45 yards, isn't it? Well, of course, like I said, we're going to look back at that uh, unbelievable uh, injury time comeback. Whatever QPR can do, we can do. We are the same. But you know, not better, but the same. But it's better because it's us. Uh, we'll look back at that. We're going to hear from Carl Robinson after that game. He was a. Uh, came in to speak to Terry Smith and he was uh, bang on form as you'd expect after such a comeback we're also going to hear from uh, Jada Silva he came to speak to the press after the game uh, we want to hear from you guys as well you can email us studio at charltonlive.co.uk you can tweet us at charltonlive let us know what you made of Tuesday's comeback also I also want to know what you guys made of our new signing Neon Best joined the club he actually joined the club on uh, um, on Monday but we kept it under wraps because it's sort of mind games we didn't want to 
you know, show our hands to, to Grant McCann. Grant McCann. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going French as well, Tom. Do you want to show what we were doing to Peter too early? So we didn't announce it until an hour and a half before, but he was actually signed the day before. Um, so we, yeah, we want to know what you made of his performance on Tuesday. What are you going to make of how important you think he can be in, in the... Yeah, you know, the, the the time is here for at least with his short term contract until the end of uh, January. Like so, we're also going to mention an e- an event uh, I went to on Monday evening with, uh, with Chris Powell uh, and Alan Kerbishley, uh, which was all sorted by Prostate Cancer UK, and also give you a couple of ideas as to how you can raise money uh, for them. And then, of course, we are going to look ahead to the game with uh, AFC Wimbledon on Sunday. It's an FA Cup second round game, two pm kickoff uh, at AFC Wimbledon. Uh, I'm sure it's going to be a, a cracker. But, I mean, talking of crackers, Tom, you were at the Killers on Tuesday. So I was. You're, you're not included in this. No, I'll sit, sit back. <laughs> yeah, Nathan, you were there. Yeah. Uh, were you halfway down the stairs at 2-0 in the 90th minute? <clears throat> well, 90 minutes, I wish I was at the Killers. And then, the, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, the first one went in, and then uh, we, we lost it, and then we lost the ball, and then I was halfway through the stairs, and then I saw Amos got the goal kick going quickly, so I thought I sort of stand next to this old fella, bless him. So you were halfway through bottling? Yeah, we yeah, were halfway in Holloway. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, and then I did actually leave when we did, when Carlin scored, so if Jay scored, then I would have, I would have probably cried on the train. <laughs> So I mean, I mean that was just an unbelievable comeback, and uh, you know, for 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 all the perhaps uh, disappointments of the performance, I think especially after we went two 0 down, I just think we, you know, Peterborough seemed to be shutting up shop. We didn't seem to be having too many chances after that. Uh, you know, you, you never would have seen it coming in, uh, as the clock ticks over ninety minutes. No, not in a not in a million years. I found it so predictable um, throughout the game. I just never thought we would have scored one. I said to Pete, I said. I can't see a scoring one here. <laughs> we ended up getting two in three minutes or whatever it was. But yeah, no, we wasn't at our we wasn't at our best. But again, we've said it a few times on here that we've got something from a game where we've not actually played well. Where in previous years it probably would have ended up a very different story. It probably would have been threes and four. So um, you take the point after. Which I think, look at looking at looking at the table on Tuesday, we've still got that. Is it six points cushion? I think off from Peterborough now. So yeah, and that's yeah. how important that's that massive. equalising goal was. Yeah. So if you think if we hadn't scored that, we'd have a point less. They'd have two points more. Mm. You know, so they'd be within four points all of a sudden mm. if that maths is right. Mm. And uh, and then and then it'd be a lot a lot tighter. That's exactly. And we, we've got Pompey on Saturday, next Saturday rather. They're eighth at the moment. So I mean, if we can if we can beat Pompey and. You know, and let's say uh, if people don't win, because I don't know if they've got a tricky game. I've done the maths; it would have been three points. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I think it's, I think we're still six, though, aren't we, at the moment? Oh yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah, so if we if we beat Pompey and Pompey and you know all the others random lose, we could be nine clear from seventh, which yeah. is massive. Book but place it's a long. Already. A long, long way to go yet. <laughs> yeah. Now, well, obviously, the big news before the game was the signing of uh, Leon Best. He was the, uh, the the man who came straight in, uh, which meant we saw McGuinness mm. pushed out to the wing, which is where he plays a lot for Northern Ireland. But I don't think we've really seen him at all there for childhood mm. f- from memory. Mm. Uh, what, what, what did you make of, uh, of of Best coming straight in and, and McGuinness being pushed out to the wing? Um, <clears throat> I was surprised that he was give it starting. Um, I mean, a lot of people at the Oak were thinking we were going four four two, and there was no way that you know we was going to start a game four four two, which I think we spoke about the other week about if we mm. was going to change. Um, but yeah, we played Josh out wide, and we didn't. It just didn't seem to work. Um, uh, it didn't seem to work, and then obviously they 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 kept getting behind us. They there was a couple of times where you know, but Amos made a big save early on. Um, I thought Paddy was caught out of position a little bit. Mm, no, because uh, we had that early chance where, where Ricky yeah. saw a shot headed from the uh, from the line, but yeah, and after that, there was two or three good good mm. chances for for Peterborough. They had that one on one with Marriott where Amos did really well to stand up and push him off, but then they did take the lead on uh, on eleven minutes as the free kick swung towards the far post and Guion Edwards was there just to tap it over. And I guess you, you're going to ask some some fair questions of the defending about the, see a, a player coming free at the far post like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a it was a poor goal, poor uh, poor goal to concede, but it's just another set piece. It's just frustrating, especially. Because we've usually we've we've improved a lot in terms of set pieces, but I don't, is it someone lost their mark or is it you know communication? I don't know. But he's obviously they put a good decent ball in, um, and he was a, that there uh, Edwards Guion Edwards a Guion, good little yeah. player. He's a good. I thought he was a good player all night, but um, not the start that we wanted. Just like Watchdale. Um <laughs> 
and then we're on, we're chasing the game again. So then I think after that we switched switched it up a little bit, didn't we? And I think Josh played a little bit more central, trying to get well, trying to get alongside him a lot mm. uh, best a lot more. But and we did see a sort of chance come out from that mm. as well because it was a long ball played into the box. Now we might be being slightly generous if I say that Leon Best laid it off to McGuinness. I think he tried, <laughs> he tried to bring it down, yeah. and it was a heavy touch that fell to McGuinness. And it was a good, I mean, it's close in. It was a great save from, from the goalkeeper and Forster Kasky. Uh, sort of offside from from the rebound, and then, uh, but in terms, of, I don't know, just in terms of clear cut chances, you we weren't creating too much in that first mm. half. No, we were, we wasn't, we weren't really creating too much. But even in terms of our build up play, we wasn't very um, fluent enough. I thought the the, the middle, I don't, I don't, I don't think uh, we controlled the game enough. Um, I thought, I thought, but give credit to Peter, but I thought they set up very well and was restricting us massively, but. Yeah, like you say, we wasn't we weren't really creating too too much. They were sort of like bitty sort of chances, if that makes sense. But mm. um, yeah, so it was it did seem quite flat the uh, that the beginning, and we just uh, you'd think like the Rochdale game, the 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 goal would g us g us up a little bit, um, just trying to kick us going, uh, get us going rather. But obviously, it wasn't to be. Mm. Now at half time, sort of very early on in the second half, we lost. Patrick Bauer to injury mm. as well, and uh, it sounds like he. Well, we don't really know yet. It sounds he's, he left in a boot and on crutches, yeah, so it doesn't sound good. too promising. So, just in terms of squad depth, now this is where we're really we're going to be missing Pierce and and Bauer now mm. at the back. It's just starting to get slightly tested now as well. Yeah, it's going to get tested, but um, I think Robo. I think Robo said that Pierce and Lennon might be playing against Swansea, but um, again. I think Terry mentioned it the other week when he, when you play Naby and Konza together, they're quite similar in terms of of how they want to play. Um, and uh, obviously, um, G- G- I can't. Dick Still is it? Is that yeah, Dick Still. Dick yeah. Still came in. I thought he'd done really well. Um, but yeah, like you say, the um, injuries are mounting now, and it's not the sporadic ones. It's in key areas. You know, we've got two attacking mids, and then we've got three centre halves, and. It's not all over the show, it's yeah. just one position. I mean, Tom, away from the game specifically on Tuesday, Patrick Bauer, do you think it's going to be a big miss? Um, I don't think necessarily him personally, because I think we have, at one of the places we have got a bit of cover, whether it means Konza has to play there or uh, and Saar. So we, we've got options there. I mean, obviously he is a, a big miss because he's a big player for us, but it's one of the places we've got a bit more cover. But like Nave says, and like we were saying before the show, I think... It just shows the the fragility that is still in this squad because we thought, okay, we knew we didn't have a complete squad at the start of the season, but we thought we'd bought well in a lot of areas and we thought in most places we did have a lot of cover and suddenly we've seen two or three injuries in that that three behind McGuinness. We've now seen a couple of injuries at centre-back and suddenly we're looking stretched again, which which is obviously an issue. Um, but yeah, I, I think he is a loss. But I think we'll we'll have cover just to get by for the next the next few weeks. Yeah, I saw a couple of half chances. I think Ankh Mekashi had the volley after a corner or a free kick was cleared to him on the edge of the box. But then after that, second goal in at the near post, touched home across across the goalkeeper, and you sort of I think it's Marriott with yeah. the score. You sort of fearing the worst at that point, really. You thinking you know very similar to, to last season's game against Peterborough. They, they they scored a couple of decent goals, and we didn't really look like we were going to get back into it. No, I thought yeah, Peter, like I said earlier, Peterborough played really well, um, and they took their chances. They that uh, Edwards and Marriott was always a thorn in our sides, and. It could have been. It could have been. A, they could have had a penalty not long after they got their second goal yeah. as well. Now it was Cashy. <laughs> if I'll be honest, my initial reaction was it looked a penalty. I haven't yeah. seen it back since then. But Grant I've McCann seen it was back and thought it was. Yeah, mm. I mean McCann was absolutely fuming after the game. He said that it should should have been a, a clear penalty. So yeah. were you surprised the referee hadn't given that from where you um, were? For, yeah, like live, I thought it was a pen. Um, but then at the time, I thought, well, maybe that's sort of uh, sort of payback from the MK one, which could be to or fro, but. But then when you look at Jake's, which we're probably going to later, I think it's the same. I really do. I think it's just a, a late sort of lazy challenge, I call them. But um, yeah, I was, I'd was i be fuming as well. But I don't agree with him saying it'd be 3 nil blood. You know, it never happened, did it? But um, I'd be a bit peeved, to say the least. Yeah. You but you, sometimes you get them, sometimes you don't know. We all know the situation with refs that we're, we're probably not blessed with the most... Some, not all of them, not all of them. Uh, but I thought the one on Tuesday. Just most of, them. most of them. Yeah, yeah. most of them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, Leon Best lasted seventy-one minutes. There was a double sub there. So Carl and Ahern Grant mm. came on for for Best and Cashy uh, made way for a rebo. Um, and even that, even then, it still, I still didn't feel like we were going to get back into it. I'm mean, forced to Cassie five minutes from the end, cleared one from the line, and then. 
I mean, it, it, you know, match reports were written. Everyone who had, everyone who, who was had to write a match report had, written, had started off. Charlton suffered a second defeat in however many days, and all that gold writing's lost now to the to the, to the ages, unfortunately. Um, and then uh, I, just out of nothing, it's just a, it's a lifeline. So Jake Forster Kasky, it, it, it looks a penalty to me, fouled from mm-hmm. behind. Uh, the fourth official shows the the four minutes board before the penalty is taken. So both goals are in. Injury timers. I mean, for in terms of an emphatic penalty, it was our first one this season. Mm. Uh, and well, we, now we know that Ricky Holmes can certainly take him. Oh yeah, brilliant! I can't even speak. It was a great <laughs> penalty. No, no keeper would have saved that. Le- left you speechless. Yeah, it was yeah. at the time. Well, I wasn't speechless at the time, but um, <laughs> <laughs> what did you say at the time? I can't repeat on here. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was a great little pen. But yeah. uh, it's nice. Otherwise, we'd have had to sub Jacko on, wouldn't we? Really? Every time we need a pen. Yeah, <laughs> That's probably why he's on the bench. Martin tweeted in saying he thought Aribo's energy in midfield yeah. helped help change the game. I mean, did, you, did you think we just had yeah. a slightly different dynamic when yeah. he came on? Oh, massively. I think when Carlin came on, we stretched them because they dropped deeper. Uh, Aribo went in the little hole, which Carl makes a great point. There was no point having cash. As much as I love... Cashy, there's no point in having a DM on when you're chasing the game. There's no yeah. point. You've got to go for it. And I think his energy and he was just putting himself about. And um, yeah, I think he'd, he'd done really well. And I don't know, maybe on Sunday, wasn't he play, try and play Joe in that attacking role in that number 10, maybe. I don't know. But I'd expect him to get yeah. a full game on the weekend. But and then, yeah, I mean, we've come on to it, but it's, we've only got Ahmed. And, but I want Anthony to go DM. Mm. But, but yeah, no, I think Joe, Joe played really well when he came on. And I'm surprised he's not played a lot more considering... We've only got Ahmed and Jake. Yeah. And they've and played more or less every game. And they've and had not, their injury problems over yeah, the years as well. So. I've been surprised, but luckily, touch wood, Ahmed's fit still. So, <laughs> And then, uh, I mean, even then, though, so then, I mean, we, we all saw what happened the night before QPR versus <laughs> Brentford. Is that exactly the same situation? Brentford were 2 0 up, going into injury time, and, and uh, QPR. I think QPR might have done a 96 minutes, so they might have had slightly mm. longer to do it, which they so, oh, one is better. Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> Our uh, fans saw okay. it as well. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> Carl made a, a, few, a couple of good jokes about that. Uh, about uh, what Ian Holloway slag, slagging off his own fans after the game, which I thought was highly uh, ill-advised considering they'd won twice in 13 or something. Maybe just try and use this as a fillet to get the fans back on your side rather than slagging them off. <laughs> uh, yeah, he, he, he did an apology on the QPR website the next day, which was quite funny as well. Um, so, but like you know, so that's in your mind what happened at QPR the night before. But you're still thinking, nah, it's yeah. child. That, that, that's we can't have nice things here at Charlton. and that sort of stuff doesn't happen. But then you know, Ricky Holmes had to be patient to to wait to wait to get that ball in. He had he had the man ahead of him. Finally made that half a yard and sent it long. And a superb header from Nabi Sar, who you know, if, if we're being honest, had a couple of shaky moments in in the game on Tuesday. But uh, the, the header was just perfect behind the line of defence, but too far out for the keeper to come in. And Carlin Ahan Grant was there. Johnny on the spot of the far post to, to get his first league goal since September 2015. His first league goal at the Valley. Uh, and what a moment it was. I mean, the, the crowd went absolutely wild. Uh, the, the players celebrated, you know, but then picked the ball up and went straight back to the spot to try and find a third. But in terms of a moment, I and mean, we don't get too many nights, you know, moments like that down in football. And that's one of the reasons you come along, isn't it? Exactly. And you've got to, you've got to enjoy those moments because this happened to us the other week with MK Dons um, that it sometimes goes against you. So... You've got to enjoy them, and it was it was a it was a good moment because I think a lot of people did want Carlin to score just to get that, just to let him to get his first goal at home, and hopefully he can kick on because it's obviously been well documented that you know he's been given loads of chances and sometimes he looks nervous and he's not everyone's cup of tea. I understand that, but hopefully at least we've given the lad a chance and he's he's taken his chance now and then hopefully he can do it. But yeah, it was a, it was it was mental. It was mental, but. Um, I just, I, I was more looking forward to watching Grant McCann's post-match than Carl's, <laughs> and I did watch both, and I felt he was sitting up there, and I felt so sorry for the boy. I'm telling you, I felt so sorry for it him. It must have been fuming to, oh, to, to be so close to. Well, Mayweather have been a deserved three points. I think Carl came out after and said he thought a draw would have been a fair result, but the way they were tuning up and seemingly yeah. comfortable, they would they would have seen it. I mean, Tom, mm. obviously you weren't there, but um, your phone was going off at the Killers concert. But I mean, when, when you saw the name Carl and Ahern Grant, I mean, it's, it's such a lift now because uh, you know we, we've all been fairly straightforward straight and honest with you know he, has, he hasn't really quite done what's required of him just yet if we're being honest he needs these goals to, to, to start adding to his game and, and he's got his first in, in in quite a while now and we're hoping that's going to be the one that sort of kick starts things for him yeah definitely I was uh, 
the opposite of Nath, who'd rather have been at the Killers for the 90 minutes. I was obviously glad I was there when I saw us 2-0 down and then absolutely gutted in the last four <laughs> minutes that I was there and not here. But you're right, and and I know I think we've all got slightly different opinions about, about him and, and what we think of him individually, but I, I've been impressed with his general gameplay when he's, when he's played this season. I mean, the other night, obviously, um, getting his goal, and then previously, was it last week, when he came on and made a real difference, but... The one thing that's been missing when he's played for the first team is is his goals, and he obviously had that headed chance the other week, which he he probably should have scored, and he hasn't. And that, uh, as a striker, that's what you're going to be judged on. And and he is still massively young, and I think we touched on that before. And I, I hadn't realised just how young he still is, but that's the perfect thing to get him up and running. You know, a last minute goal to really fire him up. And the important thing now is that he he channels that, and he and he keeps going, and he he looks for more goals. We don't want that to just be the one thing that. You know, we come back and talk about in a year's time when he's struggling, and we go, "Oh, remember that goal." We want him to now get, you know, five or six from the bench throughout the rest of the season because that shows that maybe then going into next season, I mean, we still need a striker in January, but if he does that this season and he's another year older come the summer, then he's someone we can look to as a support striker. Hmm. Uh, now, as uh, you sort of half mentioned, there, if you miss it, we did have a, a chance after where Jada Silva sort of on the edge of the box, went for a shot that almost became a cross because Carlin was lurking at the far post and that would have been incredible if we'd got a third goal. <laughs> uh, but we end up uh, we end up with the point and so, I mean, psychologically, to keep that point gap over Peterborough, so important. And mm. uh, and to get just a little bit of momentum, if we'd lost two games in a row, you know, that, that has the potential to sort of stop any momentum you're on now, especially as this was our last league game for 12 days mm. or so. So we, we just, just felt like we needed something out of that game just to make sure that the defeat at Scunthorpe didn't turn into a blip. Yeah, no, definitely. And so if we, you know, if we did lose, we would have lost two on the bounce, and then we're going into the Wimbledon game, which I can foresee we're not going to play our strongest team. So if we lost that one, we're then going into the game against Portsmouth. Uh, if you scrap the other one, check a trade. Yeah, I'm literally not one. even going to it. Yeah, no. <laughs> shock. I don't think anyone is, are they? Well, <laughs> apart from Sebo. Yeah. But um, yeah, if we lost the FA Cup game, we're then going into the Portsmouth game, losing three on the bounce. And it's a it's a day we're going to try and enjoy, and you might be could be a little bit nervous. So, yeah, I, I, like you said, the cushion's vital, and we got something out of it. But I think I've said it before; it just speaks volumes of the character of what, where we've, how far we've come in this last year. Um, but yeah, it was um, it was a relief, but you could, it couldn't hide from the fact that we we didn't play very well. But mm. for obviously obvious reasons, for all the injuries. We're not going to be able to play as fluent as we would all love to see every week. Yeah. So, Tom, were you Mr. Brightside when you saw the full time? <laughs> I like that lovely stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I was. Yeah. I, I don't think that was playing at the time, but yeah, I was absolutely <laughs> buzzing because, as I say, my phone obviously buzzed to tell me they were. It was two one, and I was like, oh, well, we got one back at least. And then it went again. I was like, surely they haven't actually done it. So, well, yeah, it was for made reasons up. unknown when it buzzed the second time. You Good. have to look. Yeah. Yeah. No, so, well, somebody told me because. Uh, oh, hey, there we go. Three in a row. <laughs> and te- technically, that's true because my dad's phone went off before mine did. So. Uh, <laughs> Is that another song? And then I, yeah. uh, it's the past tense, but smiled like I meant it. <laughs> Excellent, right. I think, I think I'm out of the oh, yeah. No, no clue uh, what you talking I, about. I, I celebrated so much, I nearly, I nearly floated off and I was a spaceman. <laughs> right, that's enough nice killer's jokes. Um, <laughs> let's move on. I'm going to see Kasabian tomorrow. Let's go and write some jokes for that for next Sunday. Uh, I'm on it, yeah, get on it. Um, right, <laughs> after the game on uh, on Tuesday, uh, Carl Robinson came in to speak to, to Terry Smith. It's a long one, this one, as you can imagine, after such excitement, uh, Carl uh, li- likes to waffle a bit, uh, and so does Terry. So it's a, it's a great interview. Carl really uh, relieved and delighted after that superb comeback on Tuesday. John by Carl Robinson after what must be um, the crazy- and a guest. And a guest, of course. Um, <laughs> well, I'll, ask, I'll ask her opinion in a second. That must be the craziest five minutes you've had in a while. Yeah, but do you know why? The, the fans are 89 minutes, so people can say it's easy to cheer at 2-2. It's impossible almost to cheer at 2-0 down 89 minutes. And the fans kept believing. I don't know where they, I don't know where they get the belief from. <laughs> um, maybe it's many years of being a Charlton fan. Um, <laughs> you, you, we always believe. Um, but listen, I'm, as you know, I've just seen I'm walking off the pitch. I've seen some fans facing, we need this, we need it. I can't say the exact abbreviation because I don't think we're allowed to. But uh, I've got a little eleven-year-old near, so she'll go on to me. But I think it was uh, it was important that the players showed the desire tonight and application. Got seven players on the treatment table. Seven players on the treatment table. And Bestie's going to get fitter. Charlton Athletic are going to get better. And uh, this is a this is a real 
and, and the academy boys came off the bench and made a difference. It's it's what tonight in some ways, and please correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm still learning about your club. Um, I am still learning, so I know stage mate. Do I think that I know everything about what you believe in and everything else? But it's almost tonight, like from an outsider looking over a number of years and and an, insi- an insider for twelve months. Yeah, and one thing I think again, you can be probably used to tell me more than anybody, but it's about a team that when things don't go quite right, when things are up against you, you find something that you didn't think you'd actually had to get you where you want to go to, and in in twelve days' time, one of the greatest events ever happened when things weren't possible here, um, and the fans got them back here. And today it was almost like that once again. And you know, I watched the QPR game last night, and I watched all these um, reactions to to the fans at the end of the game. Um, I get that, I, I do. And uh, but there was we were still not saying attendance was great, but the, what was here was still left in it. <laughs> um, I think from uh, from a fan perspective, and uh, and as you say, the ones that are here, um, we had this sort of sto- stoicness, and and <clears throat> I think there's a sense that um, that we are in it together. Which which hasn't possibly been there for a while, and uh, and I think there's that um, spirit that we've got that uh, the fans, of course, they were disappointed, two 0 down, frustrating, of course. But, but we were, uh, of course. Um, and then and Fernie Dick still comes on, and has an outstanding time at right back. I thought um, you you in the first half you change things around, you put uh, Ricky on the left, and that yeah. that clearly worked. Yeah. And uh, well, it, 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 the, 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 the team just just to help you out with the team. We felt Ricky in the tens, one of the best tens in the league. He was outstanding on Saturday, and also they play four one four one, a man for man mark Ricky. So we couldn't play, and I was frustrated with the players during the game. We kept playing down the middle of the pitch, so we just felt well, there's no point in playing with a ten today. So we we could bypass their midfield in some ways. We knew Josh and Bestie, and it worked. And and we, but we, you've got to be able to change the tactics during the game. And I felt Cashy, Cashy's one of our best players. Listen, we we love him. We know how good he is. But today wasn't last twenty minutes. If we lost three nil, we lost three nil, and that's my mentality. I'll never ever go down by not trying everything I possibly have, um, and that's and that's testament to the to the players and the fans who keep moving us forward. I'm going to ask a question now. It's a slightly off off bake, and I'll, and I'll get back on to, to track in a minute. But <clears throat> as a manager, certainly as a, a, as I was commentating today, and I'm sure fans are the same. I thought against Rochdale. When they were quite a physical side mm. and uh, they were putting us off our stride, and the referee then let them get away with it up to a point and then stopped. And when he stopped letting them get away with it, we yeah. took the ascendancy yeah. and were again fired. tonight. I didn't think he did early enough for me. Penny on their right back, <laughs> it was Holmes was Ricky Holmes was, was tearing him a new one for most of the game. Yeah, and, and he kicked the ball away six times. We counted. Took him until what the sixty-fifth minute or something to, to actually do something about. I mean, is there, I mean, I'm sure you 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 say your piece on the, on the sideline, but do you get any explanation for that? I don't understand it. No, we didn't. <laughs> um, but listen, I think I think the most important thing tonight is is to focus on the players' desire, and um, I think you're right. Teams know how good we are, um, and they know where. I thought tonight, if I was being critical of us, I thought we were poor at the back. I thought our passing, we played into their traps rather than playing out to the wide. We've got Ricky Owens and Mark Marshall. Don't think Marshy's touched the ball much today, but he's tired. He's, he shouldn't be playing. He, he's been out for so long. We should not be playing him in these games because he, he needs a break. Because he's he's at a fatigue level. Um, he's not done a pre-season. He's not done anything. And uh, but I keep saying so. He's going to get better. Reevesy, Clarkey, Tariq, Bestie in our back four. We know Pete's going to get back. Len's going to get back. Uh, Souls will be back fit next week. So I'm I'm I'm, I'm probably. More um, belief in my team now and our squad. Sorry, our team and our squad. That we will get better. Um, and when we don't have these players, we've got the best academy in the country to bring on players to make a difference. And I'm so so happy for Carlin. He gets criticism. Well. I'm so so happy for him. Um, and hopefully it'll be uh, many many more goals for him. I mean, I know the people that uh, uh, maybe who hadn't seen Carlin a few years back when he first burst into the onto the scene at Charlton, and uh, and everybody knew just what a good player he was. And then we felt that there was a slight burnout. They were playing him far too often, mm. uh, and he hasn't been the same player since. 
and uh, we're hoping now. I think everybody who's a Charlton fan would be hoping that <laughs> uh, that, that Carlin can go on a run now with a bit of confidence because he was right on the spot when he yeah. when it mattered. Uh, the first Great header from Nabby. Uh, Ricky Holmes found Nabby for probably the first time all in because um, frustrating some of those crosses were a little bit yeah. too big. Today too hard, our, our corners were poor today. Our corners and our delivery was poor. And uh, listen, we know we've got to be more effective from, from dead ball situations. We've got a quite a big offensive line that they can they can go and score. Um, but our crosses look a little bit laboured and tired. Um, what frustrated me, Ricky was running about 50, 60 yards, twisting, turning, and falling over, nearly, nearly collapsing, and then taking the corner with no, nothing in his legs, and he couldn't kick it past the first post, so on the near post. But listen, today I'm really happy for Carlin, I'm happy for the players, but most importantly, listen, I said to you before, in 89 minutes, the fans were still here. Um, so. Uh, I can't. We can't thank them it's enough. A, it's an old cliche, <clears throat> but I think I'm, I'd almost certainly be right in a, in a game that we've come back from from, from the dead. Really, mm. I mean, and nobody saw that coming. Almost probably, um, but uh, we wouldn't have done that two seasons no. ago. We just wouldn't. Possibly even a season half ago, we wouldn't have done that. We wouldn't have come back like that. We care. We'd have we'd have we tucked care, our chin under our arms and gone gone home. We care. Yeah, and, that, and that's clearly evident. I can, I can hand on heart I can promise everybody listening to this. Don't know how many people are listening to it. Probably I've, I've bored them and they've all switched off anyway now. <laughs> But I can I can honestly say that um, everyone in that dressing room who wears our badge, who wears our training kit, from the staff to the players, they care one hundred percent. And it affects us when we don't win. It affects us when we don't play well, and sometimes it affects us too much. And um, but today we we've got something out of a game that maybe people somebody say we we probably did, a, a draw was if you look back probably the chances and everything else was, but we we have to be better. If we want to be more successful. But when our talent doesn't work and you're relying upon your application, your dedication and your desire. And when our talent doesn't work, we don't play well, you rely upon the fans to just try and give you that little bit of a spark from somewhere. All the things that, that have been put in question of us as a team and us as a football club, I think you've seen, there was somebody here today, that, um, a friend of mine who hasn't been here for four years, um, and he, he just said, wow, the, the players look like they care. I said, well, they do, they do. Like I say, in, 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 a, few, in a few days' time, we... We've got the the Portsmouth game, which is symbolic to so many people that love this club, and um, I think the people who do love this football club, I know the people won't be here, and I know there's still going to be whatever goes on. But people who are listening, who, who probably don't come, which is probably the case, we really do care for your club, and uh, we just hope that we can make many, many more memories like tonight. But Jay the Silver scored that one and made them even better <laughs> menu. Well, there we are. Uh, yeah. I mean, the referee should have played six and a half minutes. You only put, and, and that's that's so maybe I'm being greedy. But no, no, no. I made the point uh, because uh, we didn't start playing. The, the it's funny how and where it's funny how and where winning two one five and six goes up. Yeah. And that's our first penalty of the season, so maybe the referee is starting to listen. Well, uh, absolutely, and uh, and and um, you know. Is is this something we can use as a springboard? Is sometimes is is that that every, coming, every, coming out, getting out of jail if you, if that's the word. Every uh, day of every day of our better. every day of our life, we think we can be better, um, and uh, I just hope we can go forward now as a team as and as a unit and 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 have many many more days here that are special. Well, probably a tough question to answer. A fairly mundane thing. Obviously, we have got the FA Cup on Sunday. Um, obviously, it's a game that everybody wants to win. But you've got different uh, different problems to deal with in terms. You said about seven people injured on the bench uh, on the trip. Yeah, and then we, we play Sunday and away to Swansea exactly, on a Tuesday yeah, uh, in the checker. So you're going to have to manage the squad, I'm assuming. Yeah. So we're at uh, yeah, but Portsmouth on the ninth. I was on Portsmouth. I'm not happy with that. That's 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 my focus right now. I also want to win at AFC. Be nice. I'm sure you do. <laughs> As do we. Further out to Fossil on his left. De Silva's on the overlap. De Silva, ball into the box. Looking for McGuinness. Gets his head there, but just skips off his head, in fact. And Solly will pick it up on the far side. Chip ball back into the box. Headed clear. Drops to Ricky Holmes with a chance. Oh, what a cracker. Oh, Ricky Holmes, what a belter that is. Absolute stalker of a shot. So welcome back to Chatham Live here on Maritime Radio. This is the big match preview. It's a long exclusive interview there with Carl Robinson after Tuesday's uh, quite remarkable comeback against, uh, it was it, the posh. The posh ain't, no, ain't so posh no, no more, are they, after that? <laughs> they might still be posh. Uh, lying in a gutter, <laughs> devastated now. <laughs> Funny enough, actually, I, 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 there's a, a, a couple of former colleagues of mine, the Peterborough fans, and I noticed they were going to the game. Like, I looked at on on my Facebook at lunchtime, and they were already in the pub. 
And uh, so, so you're, cool, you're in on this. And yeah, the way we've been playing recently, <laughs> we need to be drunk to see it. And I guess uh, they're hoping that, that when their hangovers uh, have sort of uh, gone away, they, they're going to have to remember that horrible result. But there you go. Uh, we had an email from Mark Newbury. He said, I uh, didn't see that one coming. Uh, evening chaps. Honestly, in the 89th minute, I don't think any of us could have seen the next five minutes of absolute madness, even after the penalty was given. I just thought it would be too little, too late. But to see a team... Uh, just have no idea what to do after conceding was refreshing, uh, but a point gained from a subpar performance. It seems churlish to grumble, but our whole game plan was to pass the ball out, pass sideways, pass to Ricky and repeat. I'm guessing that Ricky and Jay touched the, the ball more than any of the other players, but it wasn't working. Marshall was quiet, uh, so it just went to Ricky time and time again. Uh, well, Carl did mention quite a bit that Marshall shouldn't be playing. He's, he's fatigued as well, so I think we're putting him a bit, through a bit more than what we want to. Uh, Mark continues yes it finally paid off but what's the plan if he gets injured sent off or subbed uh, I'd have started with Dick Steele as Konza didn't have that side under control and yes he's a good young player with promise uh, as we've been talking about Cag I was glad to see him pop up to finish but I'd still send him on loan for a concentrated spell of games that's from Mark I mean do, do you agree with that do you think Cag could still do without a, a loan out on, uh, you know, in, in January if we can get some cover elsewhere I think if we can get cover then yes but I think I think we've said it before, he, he's too good for the under-23s now, but he's not quite made it, although he's improving a lot, I don't think he's quite at, at League One level, certainly not for, for a side that wants to finish in the top five or six places, so I think in an ideal world he'd go maybe to, I don't know, like a Luton, someone who's high up in League Two and try and you know push for success there, someone who plays the same sort of football as us as well, um, so he can kind of find a position that would then fit him next season. Um, because I think especially given Best coming in and given the length of Best contract the indication that we're going to buy somebody in January in that position I think he's never going to be a starter for us for the next couple of years so he's always going to have to rely on subs appearances and when you do get a goal and then you're back on the bench again it's very difficult to build up any kind of rhythm so I think yeah the best thing for him probably is a loan somewhere in the league below Um, but as I say whilst he now starts getting goals I'm more than happy for him to be an impact player from the bench mm. if he can continue it but I'm not sure that's the best thing for his development Yeah, Mark mentioned uh, Anthony Dixie as, as well there Nath what did you make of him when he came on? I thought he was solid I thought he'd done really well when he came on um, I've only seen him in, in a couple of games but not in the league I've only seen the checker trade or whatever it is um, but I thought he'd done really well I, I'd like to st- I'd still like to see him in the middle though Um as, as you know, like I said, he had a good game at right back. I still think he's probably, I think it could be a good little backup for Ahmed. But maybe that can happen this Sunday or Tuesday, maybe. But I thought he done really well. I thought he coped with it. He didn't seem out of place. He didn't seem. To, I don't think. I can't remember him doing anything wrong. He done. He won a couple of good balls. Kept composed. Kept the ball. Um, yeah, but I was pretty solid. It couldn't have been hard coming on. You know, mm. two 0 down at home. Some of the fans maybe <clears throat> getting a bit impatient, but I thought we coped with the occasion really well. Hmm. Uh, now on the Tuesday night, as we mentioned, well, it's, it's actually the day before that we signed him. Leon Best though was uh, his signing was announced at about half five, uh, so not too long before the game. The whole idea being that we weren't going to give away our game plan. Uh, but uh, he, uh, Leon Best did uh, play, came straight into the starting lineup. And I wanted to know what you guys made of his uh, performance. So if you can let me know, you can uh, tweet us at Charlton Live or email us studio at charltonlive.co.uk. But Nathan, like I say, you were there. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what did you make of his overall performance? I mean, bear, bear in mind, I guess he hasn't he hasn't played football since January competitively, yeah. so nearly an entire year out of the game. So yeah, exactly what did you that. Think? I would say rusty. Because um, that showed, didn't it? I yeah, think. it showed Rusty, but you could still you could still see his strength and his movement, um, and his brain was still there. Um, well, that's good, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that explains <laughs> why he's able to stand up and walk around. And stuff, but there though. are some brainless footballers. Come on. Um, but yeah, I mean, like we said earlier, I don't know if it was his his touch or his pass or his just bad touch of that let Josh get in on goal. But yeah, no, I think he like, did use yeah, uh, he his um, his head that encases his brain to uh, head a <laughs> head a ball back across the face of goal as well from a deep cross, yeah. which didn't quite go on target. So there was a couple of moments mm. of what he, he could be about there. But you, I, I did feel he looked a bit yeah, he was a rusty. bit off it. I mean, um, you'd only come in time though, wouldn't it? Yeah, exactly. Tom, I guess you'd expect that from a player who hasn't played for. So literally, since I think it's January when when they got knocked out of the cup by Lincoln Ipswich Town, and then Mick McCarthy said he's never going to play for me again. Yeah, and you look at someone like Ben Reeves. He was obviously playing last season, then just all he hasn't had is a pre-season, and he's 
okay he's got a few goals but he struggled to really get properly up and running so it is normal I mean as I said before on the show a lot of my family Ipswich fans I asked them about him and they weren't full of praise but then as you say Mick McCarthy bombed him out from January so um, yeah I think he'll do for what we need now Um, I think in an ideal world we would have got someone in in August but we said that at the time we didn't do that as I say the contract that we've got him for is till the end of January which to me suggests we're going to do everything we can to get a a permanent striker in then Um, but if he can weigh in with two or three goals between now and then we've got as we've all said we've got some big games coming up I think we've got Wigan haven't we we've got Mm -hmm. Blackburn before Christmas so uh, and the rearranged Shrewsbury is that in January yeah, in uh, midweek in January. Yeah, as well, so, so we've got we've got a lot of the big games, and you know, whilst we'd love to rely on McGuinness and for him to start and score in all of those games, chances are we're going to, at the very least, need some impact off the bench. Um, and especially with the other injuries we've got in the number ten spot, it's it's somewhere he can fill in as well. So, I think he'll do for now. Excellent stuff. Right, uh, another interview to come your way now. Uh, Jay De Silva, the uh, fullback on loan from Chelsea. Uh, okay. Oh, in fact, uh, mine just just coming in on Leon Best says uh, for first half. Uh, sorry, for first half can only judge him on did okay. Couple of nice touches, nothing uh, special though. So that's uh, what mine for Leon Best. Right? Yeah, as I say, so JD Silver came in to speak to uh, myself and Jake Bacon after the, uh, the the game on Tuesday. This is what he had to say. Okay, that was um, one hell of an ending. Uh, I guess when when the clock's ticking over ninety minutes, did you guys just not give up? Mm, yeah, I think um, that was definitely a testament to our hard work and um, never giving up. Um, I think it's easy to panic in them situations, but um, we showed if we stick to it, um, keep it going, then um, yeah, we'll, we'll finally get the goals. I guess if you saw what happened at QPR Brentford last night, you sort of know was that sort of back in your mind when, when you're 2-0 down going into injury time? Mm, yeah, 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 definitely. Um, yeah, we just focused, um, carry on, carry on playing and carry on doing what we do. Yeah, and uh, what a big moment for Carlin as well. Just saying, like, um, there's a player who need, needed a goal really just to sort of help his confidence in that. Mm, yeah, um, everyone's everyone's happy for Carlin. Um, very pleased. Definitely um, what he needed. Um, need that goal. And uh, yeah, it's a big confidence boost. So hopefully he can um, kick on the season from there. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. And it's, I guess it's great character because it's probably fair to say that Charlton were at their best in throughout main, main, the majority of the game, and, and Peter Brewer were doing quite well against us. Found, found themselves tuned up down, so to keep going after that. Mm, yeah, I think um, the, you can't play well every game, um, so I think that's a good thing to um, kind of fall back on that we've we've got that character, um, that team spirit to to um, rely on. And psychologically, obviously, Peterborough, the team that are just outside the playoffs and within the playoffs, and to keep that, that point gap as well, could, that could sort of be a big blow to their hopes at this stage. Mm, yeah, um, not losing these games um, are very big for us because um, all the points add up. Obviously, we would have liked to get the three points, but um, still a big point for us. Um, we've still got the two game in, game in hands coming as well, I think, or one more. Um, so, yeah, just uh, hopefully looking to keep getting as much points as we can and keep staying in and around that. I was there on Saturday as well and I felt a bit hard done by when we were coming away with no points. So I guess it's important to get at least something out of today just to keep the momentum going because we mm. only lost one in 10 or 11 now. Mm, yeah, yeah, I think um, we was unbeaten for 10 games or, or something. So um, to get that loss on Saturday, um, we knew that um, after a loss before, we, we was unbeaten for 9, 10 games. So I think um, that was... a uh, a big confidence boost for us. 
Did you have the engine really scored? Was that a cross or a shot? Um, it was a shot, but unfortunately I just dragged it wide. Yeah, and then on Saturday you played as a left winger, today you're back in left back. Um, where's, your, where's your best position? Mm, left back, definitely, I think it's my best position, but um, I can I can do a job left wing um, as well, so I think, yeah, if I, if I needed to play that, I'll, I'll play there. And with the kind of injury, I think it's fair to say it's a crisis at the moment, and you've got like eight players out, Patrick maybe making it nine tonight. Nice play there again. Would you, be, would you feel comfortable playing there? Mm, yeah, yeah, I'm definitely um, comfortable playing there. Um, the Gaffer has um, made clear like the roles and responsibilities for each position, so um, I know exactly what I'm doing there, and yeah, I'm, I'm comfortable there. And what did he say to you guys at full time after a game like that? Um, Josh literally is a testament to our, our hard work and um, team spirit, never giving up. Um, obviously, Unfortunately, the two goals that we conceded were a bit, um, bit easy. But um, yeah, just that that hard work and team spirit that was uh, great from us. Chip ball, looking for the run of Fosu, who's onside Fosu, edge of the penalty area. Can he get a shot away? He can, and it's the opening goal. Tariq Fosu sprung the offside trap, gets his second goal of the season, and Charlton's first of the evening, and they're 1-0 up here at the Banks' Stadium. Oh, I've not got a cap, but if I had a cat, I'd be kicking it all over my house tonight. Well, Matt, to chat on live. Good to hear from Jay De Silva there, the fullback on loan from uh, from Chelsea. Uh, played left wing up at Scunthorpe, but went back to left back. I mean, uh, I thought he did okay at left wing up at Scunthorpe. I mean, he's a, he's a man who can take the, the ball past people, so you think he'd fit into that position if you needed to. But he obviously prefers the, the left back position. Yeah, I think um, he's obviously probably grown up going there, and he probably likes the overlap and. Stuff. Um, I think he'd be quite good as a wing back as well. I think. Um, not that I think we'll ever play that here, but um, yeah, I think he can do a job. Like I say, he's quick, he's skillful. Um, but yeah, he seems to his delivery is quite good as well, and he seems quite calm on the ball. Not like an old school sort of left back where you get sort of quite defensive and just quite safe. It's quite adventurous. So yeah. I really like him. Really like. Him. Good to see. Obviously, won the uh, European Championships with England under nineteen as well during the summer. So he's he's obviously good. Uh, Martin said uh, we'll say that I like that lad uh, that came on at right back Dick Steele first time I've seen him very impressive and extremely quick should have started him uh, yeah he is I've been impressed with what I've seen from him again he's very very young and I think we do I think the, we do get carried away when a youngster comes in and performs well we all think Joe Gomez he he done it straight away we need to remember how young they are I guess and impressed with Dick Steele when I've seen him in checker trade and league cup and friendlies uh, but we need to you know Use him sparingly. I think. I think is the right thing to do uh, at this moment in time. But you're right, Martin. He does. Uh, he does look a decent uh, prospect. Now, um, on Monday evening, uh, I was uh, one of the people who was lucky enough to get a ticket to go to the Prostate Cancer UK evening with uh, Alan Kerbishley and with Chris Powell at the Mudlark Pub in uh, in London Bridge. I uh, applied for a ticket as soon as they came out, so I was, I was lucky. A couple of my mates were as well. Uh, and oh my god, I mean. I, I, it was an absolutely amazing evening. It really was. Um, if you if you if you search on the prostate cancer Facebook, there's a video of it as well. Uh, you can see the question and answer session. But just to, to be in the presence of those two absolute legends, and they were really in their element. The st- some of the stories they were kind of were brilliant, really funny. Um, <laughs> uh, there was one bit where they where they were talking about the the situation that Charlton are currently in, and Alan Kerbishley said, "Oh, you know, as long as the owner's back." Carl Robinson now you should have seen Chris Powell's face when he said that <laughs> um, and uh, to say uh, just in case anyone was wondering if you were watching the stream live you would have noticed it cut off towards the end now uh, a gentleman was taken on well towards the, the back of the room uh, but pleased to say that the, the fellow was fine by the end of it he's, he's had the all clear uh, we got an, we got an email from prostate cancer ourselves yesterday as well, just confirming that it's all he's all fine. So so um, yeah, n- nothing to worry about there. Uh, but I mean, to to to, <laughs> to speak to those two legends, I don't know if either of you have watched the video yet. Have you? Mm. I've no. seen bits of it. I haven't yeah. seen the whole thing. And well, would, would, I mean, it's it's great to watch, isn't it? That's great. It just reminds you really what this club's all about as well, because um, those two men obviously represented us for such a long time in various different different ways and. Uh, 
yeah, sometimes now we, with what we've got, and I, I know Carl is turning things around in terms of the atmosphere around the club, but you know, even little things like the fact he's from Liverpool and, and his accent, you know, it's not, it isn't the same as having those guys here. Um, and I, I, you know, I am being won round by Carl, and I think he's doing an excellent job, but. You know, Kerbishley was such a big part of my childhood growing up. Obviously, Powell was as a player and then as a manager. Arguably, the the uh, League One title win was, was my favourite season as a Charlton fan. Um, uh, you know, the old Premier League season were, were good, of course, but it was such good fun to, to have him in charge. And so to see them both together and, as you say, sharing some funny stories and... Yeah, it just reminds you not only what this club is about, but the fact that they're doing it for, for that cause as well. Um, mm. You know, we see Charlton players every year taking part in the Upbeats Walk. We see everything that the Trust does for charity, all this other stuff. And, and you know, these guys aren't associated officially with the club anymore and they're still getting involved in that kind of work. And I think mm. it just shows the, the, the character of those people as yeah. well. Now, uh, the uh, the evening was, like I say, arranged by Prostate Cancer UK. They're uh, one of the press guys at Prostate Cancer is a guy called Gary Haynes who... As a name you all recognise, he used to do. Uh, he used to work here at Charlton and do the um, uh, the, the media here. And now, um, now Chris Powell was was telling a funny story about how one day he got a call from Gary Haynes, and the next day he got a call from Jimmy Stone, who used to always also do the media here. And now works for London Marathon. And I think he worked out what's going on here. Basically, they wanted <laughs> to do the marathon for Prostate Cancer UK. So Chris Powell's going to be running the marathon for Prostate Cancer UK, so you can sponsor him for that. There is also, uh, in next summer, is the uh, Football to Am- uh, Amsterdam cycle ride. Now, uh, it's a 145-mile pilgrimage uh, to Amsterdam, uh, it, all, all in order to, to try and raise money for Prostate Cancer UK. Uh, now, I've signed up to it. Um, Tracy Lieburn, who is uh, the club's player liaison officer, uh, it cycled it last year as well along with uh, a few other members of the club and members of the trust etc uh, she's organising it again this year she asked me if I if I wanted to do it and I thought yeah I'd, I'd, uh, I'd like to do that as well so I'll put myself forward uh, along with numerous other people from the club but we also obviously we have to raise money for this um, so I've just uh, there's two ways you can you can raise money now you can either sponsor me to do it which if you don't want to do it is fine I'd, I'd be really grateful if you wanted to sponsor me to do it as you know as much or as little as you want you know don't forget Charlton Live is free so it, it, think of it as our wages for doing this for you <laughs> but obviously it's going to go don't straight say to... that some people pay a quid or something <laughs> <laughs> We have to start paying them. So uh, obviously that all that money would go to Prostate Cancer UK. So if you wanted to sponsor me, you can go onto my Twitter page. I've just tweeted it out. Uh, check my pinned tweet. There's a link there. Uh, as much or as little as, as you can would be. I'd be really grateful for that. Or there is still a chance to do it yourself. Um, so if you wanted to, if you wanted to go to the Prostate Cancer UK website, there is still a chance to uh, to sign up. Now, Charlton fans, we're quite lucky that we've been given. Uh, uh, a code to get 50 quid off which is November 50 uh, all in capital so if you wanted to sign up if you, if you put in that code you have to do it tonight as in the Thursday or Friday uh, so get in there quick you'll get 50 quid off you get you get a, a, the gear you get um, like a shirt or something uh, you'd have to provide your own bike but that's the only thing so that's from the, the first to the uh, the 3rd of uh, June uh, 2018 cycle to Amsterdam so either do it yourself if you want to be part of Team Charlton uh, I think I already know there's a couple of Charlton legends going including Bob Boulder did it last year I believe he's doing it again there's a, a couple of others who'll be in there as well uh, I think Simon Webster's one of them so it's a chance to spend some uh, you know, a few days with uh, with some Charlton heroes and plenty of others it's not just Charlton who do it it's loads of clubs I think Les Ferdinand was on it mm. last year Like you'll you'll meet some legends uh, doing it and you'll get to meet me as well which is you know don't let that put you off <laughs> so if you if you want to join us for that uh, that'd be really good now also uh, there's something else uh, that's been brought to my attention by Freddie uh, just before the show uh, and, and Sue sent it to me last night as well so I thought I'd give it a mention now anyone who's on the Charlton unofficial fan Facebook group would have seen this uh, there's a young chap uh, by the name of Jack who's been uh, quite quite unwell, uh, sadly, and is going to be spending uh, Christmas and New Year in hospital uh, instead of at home uh, with his family. So his father, uh, Grant, had, had been he's, he's been doing all the, the, the messages and stuff on the uh, on the Facebook, and uh, but uh, it's, it's been suggested that perhaps it'd be nice if as many of us as possible Charlton fans could send uh, young Jack a card, a Christmas card, because uh, obviously he's, he's not going to spend Christmas at home. 
he's in he's in hospital now for for chemotherapy, I believe. So it'd be nice if if we could as many of us could send Christmas cards to him. So I've been given the address here. So it's seventeen Miss Lee Clothes, which is spelled M I S T L E Y Clothes, uh, Bex Hill on Sea, East Sussex, uh, T N forty. So that's uh, Tango November forty to Tango Delta to T D. So if you want to send Young Jack uh, a Christmas card, I think that will be uh, a nice touch. Uh, the young lad is uh, not, not going to be able to spend Christmas at home. So let's have a quick break here uh, on Charlton Live and we'll be back in a couple of uh, 30 seconds or so and we'll look ahead to uh, Sunday's FA Cup game with FC Wimbledon. Throw from Holmes into Solly. Solly cross ball. Foster's on the far side. Get something on it. Yes! yes! Finished off by Foster Caskey. And Charlton have the lead! So welcome back to Charlton Live here on Maritime Radio. Uh, last few minutes of the show, time to look ahead to Sunday's FA Cup clash, second round with AFC Wimbledon. Now, when the draw w- was being made, I saw a few people thinking, oh, team in the same division. There's a few people like not that excited by the draw. But personally, I mean, it's a... London derby it's two teams in London and we don't really consider them rivals as such but there's the extra spice now of their hatred of our manager uh, a manager if we're being honest quite enjoys winding him up uh, and uh, when we asked him about the draw a couple of weeks ago uh, when it was first made and he, and he said I'm sure I'll say something stupid in the build up <laughs> to wind him up uh, which I'm still looking forward to because he's doing his press conference tomorrow so hopefully he will do um, so there's, there's just a little bit of extra spice to it you know enclosed ground you know, it's got all the makings of perhaps a, a decent cup tie. Hopefully, um, obviously we're missing a few a few players just to be just as a what's the word? Not unflattering. That's an understatement. <laughs> um, but yeah, hopefully we can get through because I'm still praying for that Spurs away third round. So uh, hopefully we can we can put it put it forward. But yeah, like you say, it's going to be a bit of a uh, feisty one. I'm sure. Because um, they just sung about coal the whole game at the home game, so <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's going to be a Cole Robinson day. Yeah, I think. I mean, do, you, do you think, Tom? I guess that that's, that is going to add some extra spice to it. Um, perhaps, perhaps like I say if, if we if we drawn away to like Leighton Orient or Brentford, it wouldn't have been a quite the same thing in terms of another London club, but because of their clear hatred of, of Carl Robinson and what happened there when we went there last year, they had the offensive banner, they had the groundsman who do decided to say something pretty horrible to Carl as well that, that, that got him riled up it all those sort of things will add to it and uh, you know potential sort of spark point there really it is yeah I think what kind of annoys me is we get through the first round and for me the second round it's just a case of getting through because going out of the second round it's, you might as well have just gone out of round one because everyone wants to get to the third round and get that big draw so it's frustrating that we've got a team that, you know, up until the other week we hadn't done particularly well against. Um, but you're right, if, as a standalone game, they've only just come off the back of that defeat. And, and as Nafe says, they spent most of that game singing about Carl. Um, last time we went there, as you say, there was the, the groundsman um, incident. So there is, and it, it adds a lot of spice to the game. Um, I think I should imagine we'll take a fair few over. It's going to be you know, a classic... Uh, English winter game it's going to be cold um, everyone's got to stand in that, that tiny little stadium so yeah it's a, a, what you might call a classic FA Cup tie but for me as I say the important thing is that we just get through it um, when we get to the third round we rarely get an, an exciting draw anyway but it's good to be in the hat for that and, and for me I think that momentum of, of getting a, a win after what was a poor result of the weekend and then obviously battling back on Tuesday night yeah, I think uh, 675 odd tickets. Now, last I heard, they were down to like less than 50. That was the other day. So, I don't know if they have fully sold out yet, but they, they, they may, they've certainly come very, be close, yeah. very, very close. Now, when you're looking at team news, I mean, we know we're stuck in this injury crisis now. Uh, with, with the likes of uh, of Reeves is going to be out. You know, the the, 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 the Solly's probably going to be out by the sounds. But I mean, this is before the press conference, so we're not certain. Clark is going to be out. Fossey is going to be out. We think. So, in terms of a lineup, how, how do we go with this? I mean, because at the same time, you're saying the other day that Marshall needs resting. Mm. Uh, have we got someone else to come in in that position? Um, I don't know. It, well, unless you go someone. Uh, I mean, the likes of a Rebo Dick still players yeah. that we've seen coming on on Tuesday, or yeah. other youngsters are. You know, Dodo's, is he going to get a chance? Is Leon well, Best going to get a chance? That's what I mean. We'll, we'll best start up top and we'll call and go out wide. Or, um, I don't know. I mean, I'm, 
I don't know where. I think he should. I still think he should play. Um, I think Solly will be back, surely, will not he? Well, will, it's, he, will I, he wait I mean, a whole another ten days? I mean, is it worth risking it for a cup game? Yeah, so but then he's not going to play on Tuesday. Yeah, I don't know. That's what I mean. Because I want to see. I want, I'd rather see Dick still giving a go in the middle and let Cashy have a rest or Jake, and then you could have a rebar. I think it'll start. But yeah, that's what I mean. You're sort of trying to pluck players now. It's a bit weird. We used to mm. a couple of weeks ago. We was like, oh, do we have Fosu or Marshall yeah. or Holmes? <laughs> now we're like. Uh, who have we got <laughs> so I think it's who's fit and then just plugging them in there I think yeah. that's the only I thing don't know if it do. makes any difference as well with the rules around who you pick for checker trade like do they have to have played the game before or the game yeah, after I mean, so those, those rules are so complicated yeah, to try and follow but obviously well. I imagine he'll have had a look at that and if there is anything involved he'll make sure that those players play on, mm. on Saturday I'd like a mix of a few of the younger players I think Carlin deserves his chance after the weekend to get a run out I think yeah. Leon Best is going to the more match fitness he gets, the better. So I think those two should start. Rest a couple of the first team players for another week. But um, yeah, he's got Dodo, isn't he? Sure. Yeah, yeah, you would think so. Maybe a blend, I think. Yeah, we think so. Right, um, Cashy back bet. Now we are going to do one, but mm. we ain't decided what it is yet because because uh, we don't know the lineup yet. I'm going to I'm going to pick it. I'm going to sit down and think about it. I'll tweet you out at some point uh, before the game, and we let you know. But let's have some predictions anyway, Nath. I'm going to go one nil, Carlin. 1-0 to Carlin Athletic. Car- Carlin and Hunt Grant FC. Yeah, king for a day. <laughs> uh, Here we go. Yeah, <laughs> Tom? Uh, I'm going to say 2-1 Charlton. 2-1 Charlton, yeah? Yeah. I'm going to go one all draw. We're going to bring them back to oh. the Valley for a replay. Now, uh, quick reminder. Now, the game is on Sunday, 2 o'clock kickoff. So, unfortunately, uh, we're not going to be able to get back from West London to South East London in time to do uh, a show, I think, on Sunday evening. Because, I mean, even at the Troro, 